Hey Warriors, how are you doing? Hope you had a great week. My week is pretty good. Still over 100 degrees every single day. Today is going to be 107, maybe even more. So yeah, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty warm. However, staying inside has been great. Uh, the worst part is, though, is not being able to do much outside for a very long time. So once again, it's, it's <clears throat> really rough on my wife, but it's also been kind of hard for me because, you know, we do like to be outside and we don't do very well in very hot weather, like very, very hot weather. Anyway, so this week, um, I want to talk about a little bit on the perspective of integrity, integrity that we are supposed to have as men. Um, it's basically, we need to be real about it. We need to realize that, well, I could say this, most of us already are real about it, but we do struggle and we have a lot of issues and we battle with sin and we try to find ways to be able to stay on the right path. We, you know, we battle with anxiety, we battle with anger, hurt, resentment, whatever it may be, all that stuff is real and we struggle. But aren't we supposed to be called men of God? Should we not be men that does not look like the world? And I would say, yeah, we, we're not supposed to be what the world sees as a man, let alone what the world defines as a Christian man, let alone we have to be careful with how the church today has been training up all of us to be men. Because we do want to be men who are loving and caring and, and, and show a way of not being aggressively um, harsh and, and overly, like, they basically call it toxic. And, and the thing is, like, as much as we are like, oh, no, no, masculinity is supposed to be you no know, tough, strong men, I agree. However, I have seen in my life what the overboard of being really manly can look like and how bad it can have an effect on our church culture and then other men growing up. So why is our integrity so important? First of all, we have to understand integrity is having a strong moral set of principles. A lot of times we may use the word virtue. So men with integrity are people, or I should say men who see moral understanding on things of this world, but also from a biblical perspective, have a complete understanding of what God defines as a moral principle of a righteous man. We have the sin nature and the sin nature is considered the flesh and the flesh is always going to be battling the spirit. So we are not excused to keep on sinning. However, we're going to battle with it. And once again, battling means that we are in a constant state of warfare. Just like when we're about to join a game basketball, football, video game, whatever, we're going into a state of warfare. And there is a form of 
qualifications that give us a better understanding of how to prepare for that. You know, if you are really good at baseball and I go put you in a basketball game after you've been practicing for baseball, you're not going to do very well in basketball. If I have someone who's really good at, let's say, speaking, and I put them in a position where they're supposed to not speak, and I put someone who's not very good at speaking when they're really good, let's say, do it this way. The person who is good at speaking and should be like is called to speak, but they've been training for the speech, but I have them go take care of the sound. And then I have the person who is doing sound take his notes and is supposed to like preach or teach or speak. Do you, do you see how like there's it doesn't make sense? So then there has to be qualifications for us, is there not? Not necessarily just for men, but in general Christians. We go to Second Peter one three through ten. It states this: His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So, His divine, what Christ has done, having the Holy Spirit in us, we are given all things that pertain to life and godliness. So it's not like it's a hidden gem or. We have to unlock a system or we have to upgrade ourselves. There is a form of things that have been given. Continue through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Well, it's kind of interesting. Knowledge of who? Knowledge of him, Jesus, God, who called us to his glory and excellence. So we are given these things, but there's also a knowledge for him as well. Go to verse four, by which he has granted us his precious and very great promises so that through them, you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is the, that is in the world because of sinful desires. So when we are not of Christ, we are enslaved to sin. So therefore our way of thinking, our way of communicating, dealing with life and decision-making and desires are all going to reflect the world. So as men of God who are partaking in the understanding of Christ and living for him, becoming a follower, believing what he has done, he saved us from our sins, there's a change that happens that allows us to be able to have the ability to stay in a form of integrity, to be able to walk in righteousness, to live life godly. So verse five, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue. Now, this is a very interesting section um, first, I want to make mention, if we are trying to walk in the Lord as we're supposed to, if, if, if we're supposed to be doing that, there is a practicing of qualifications that we're supposed to practice. This next section is that form of practice. We want to be ready for the battle, we want to be ready to fight. We want to be ready to make a difference in this culture, in this world. We want to live by something. 
We want to have a form of integrity. We want to be godly men. We want to be able to say, this is what we stand on. So the understanding of the word supplement means something that completes or enhances something else when added to it. So we, we often use, we add supplement to food. We put salt, seasonings, pepper, whatever. It, it enhances the flavor, changes the flavor, right? Well, to think about it this way, there are certain things that you would not put in your food that would not make it taste as well, and so the food doesn't taste as good, is the same concept about how you live your life. If you're feeding yourself things that aren't going to help you walk closer with the Lord, then you, your integrity, your character, your, your, what, you, what people see won't reflect that reflect something else it doesn't mean that you don't show some qualities of what a godly man is supposed to be like or how we're supposed to live our life but hey you know the sins that you may quote unquote not really been dealing with will start sprouting like pimples off of you and eventually it will harm you it will cause issue it will it will present itself outwardly This is why Paul says, I still continue to battle with my flesh versus the spirit. And I want to do, like the guys, you got to understand, we want to do what our heart's desires are. We want to chase after things that make us feel, quote unquote, better. Because the alternative is, since we can't see the big picture that God has planned for us, we still want to feed the now. So that being said, and I want you guys to think about that for a moment. What else are we supposed to do? Well, now we get to move on. Verses 5 through 10. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement. That means enhance, complete, add your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge. So knowledge comes from understanding what you're seeing. You gain wisdom from knowledge. We talked about that not too long ago, reading the Proverbs and Psalms. You gain understanding of who God is. You gain understanding of what it means to watch out for yourself, to walk in godliness, to, you know, to stay righteous, to follow Christ. You got to know the truth. Stand firm in the faith, remember? So gaining that knowledge and knowledge with self-control, which is what we battle with when we allow things to kind of take over us because there's there's no control because you haven't trained yourself to make sure to, to watch out for that moment or that situation 
So instead of actually protecting yourself from the sin problems that are in your life, you still allow certain things in there because you just think next time I won't fall for it. Next time I won't fall for it next time. And the thing is you're, you're allowing yourself to stay in temptation instead of reverting yourself from it, having something get in the way that keeps it, keeps it from getting in by, you know, like I've, I've told people, sometimes you might have to give up social media if you're having problems with social media, you know, you, you go and go to your old habit, the old nature, the, the feed, your, your desires, you, if you don't clean out your act, you're going to fill that part of you still with the same guck. You're watching the same shows, even though you're like, Oh, I'm trying to protect myself, but you still watch stuff that feeds every issue, bad language, sex. Maybe it's, um, you know, other things like, you know, you watch stuff that like horror movies that, you know, create dark images in your mind. So just like we practice to do what we're supposed to here, we still got to remember, let's keep going type of deal. Like you got to It's an everyday thing. So now self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, steadfast is a constant you're constantly doing that. You're constantly trying to grow in your faith. You're constantly trying to improve. So you are practicing all this stuff on a daily basis. Um, godliness with brotherly affection, brotherly affection with love. You know, we're supposed to be helping one another in her walk. We're not supposed to be putting down people when they're down. We're not supposed to be, you know, slapping them around. Hey, you made a mistake, so now I'm going to, don't make it rough for you or make it hard for you. That that's not the intention of being brotherly loving. You're supposed to be helping. You see, I see a brother struggling. You get behind them. You pray for them. You encourage them. You share your experiences. You share your what you learned in the scriptures to help you in your walk. Keep each other accountable. Check on each other. You know, walking in integrity, the world's not going to like us. We're going to look boring and judgmental and hard. We're going to probably say no all the time. You know, your buddies are like, hey, let's go to Hooters. And, you know, you're trying to keep yourself protected. But for the last, you know, few years, you've been going to Hooters with them because you're, you don't want to lose your buddies and your friends. Guys, I have said no plenty of times. Plenty of times guys at work, you know, like, Hey, let's hang out. And I'll be like, sure. You know, I wouldn't mind hanging out with you guys. And they're like, okay, we're going to Hooters. Well, they know where I stand. So they purposely were doing it because they knew I wouldn't go. Cause they didn't want me to go. And because I said no every time. And I just got to the point where they said they're going to go out. I didn't even like acknowledge them. You know, I got ready to kind of just go home. And I remember my boss saying to the guys, Hey, um, can we go somewhere different? And they're like, oh, why? You know, and he goes, well, I want Dito to come. And so they went and we went somewhere else. You know, that was the only time I ever went because they, they, they would stop asking because they, they didn't want my boss or their boss to actually say, hey, let's go somewhere else. But the thing is that impacted my boss. 
And, and light showed me that when I continued to walk in integrity, even though it would have been so easy just to go and be able to hang out because I would have been able to build the so-called bonds with my worker, my work like community, it would have also ruined my integrity a bit. So I want you guys to think about that for a moment. Um, I'm going to take a really short little break. And that's where I'm going to put the commercial in and then we'll continue. So integrity is probably one of the hardest things as men, especially today to hold on to. Moral principle thinking is not what we see every day. We, we, we are seeing it, how bad we're, when you take moral principle out of critical thinking, you get our society. You get people who have hurt feelings so easily and, and are making us have to abide by what they think we're supposed to be like or how we're supposed to treat them that we have to sit here and think to ourselves, do we continue to follow this path that God has placed us, you know, the scriptures, or do we have to kind of quote unquote modernize it? So that way it doesn't look so aggressive and strong and, and counterproductive to the population. But see, that's the problem. Can you guys remember reading when you're reading about Noah's Ark, there wasn't hundreds of people coming over to Noah and helping him build the boat. Was there, in fact, they were mocking him making fun of him, they were basically thinking he was a crazy person. And there's times I'm sure that Noah sat there thinking, man, like, I, I hope I'm not crazy. I hope I did hear what God said because I've never seen this rain stuff. And it's been years I've been building this boat, constantly being mocked. But yet we know he did it in faith. And remember going up to verse, uh, which one was it? I think it's verse five. It says, yeah, verse five, your faith with virtue. You see, our faith will grow stronger the more that we hold on to the qualities that we see here. Because it will reflect the love of Christ because we're studying in the scriptures, because we understand if we study the scriptures, we're preparing ourselves, we're preparing our heart, preparing our minds to walk in righteousness and walk in the way of the Lord, to have moral principles that Christ wants us to have. We need to step up. Because if we're going to treat others with love of Christ, treat our brothers and, and the way we're supposed to, we got to stand firm in the faith. And these qualities, because in verse 8 it says, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing. So you see there is a form of process of the more you're more involved in trying to build these qualities in your life. The more and more you spend time in God's word in your life, the more and more you spend time in prayer, spending time with other men, sharpening, you know, our swords against each other and growing in understanding, seeking out men that are walking with integrity and walking in righteousness to be a partner in our life, to be friends in our lives. You will see that these qualities increase in you. 
So yes, sometimes it could be the people you hang out with could be keeping you from really increasing because you don't have other men who are walking with the Lord also increasing with you. They keep you from being effective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Or whoever lacks the qualities is in your sighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed for his sins. So in other words, you ignoring these qualities that you're supposed to be having, you're not seeking out these qualities that you're supposed to be having. It's like you're ignoring the fact that you were cleansed from your sin. In other words, you act like the world. You, you join in with the unfruitful. And you start acting like how they act as if you have forgotten that you're a believer and you think this is okay. It's the same with any, like any part in our life where sin is left unbridled. We think as long as we ignore it and keep on doing all this other stuff, you know, trying to look quote unquote good, looking, looking like the Christian will be enough that even though that's in our eyes, that small sin will not really affect anything. But guess what? It does. It really does. And I find it easier when you're around other believers to keep yourself accountable, to keep yourself in those qualities, which should give you a kind of a thought in your head. Hey, if I spend more time with other people who are also brothers and sisters in Christ, then I won't be allowing or feeding that issue in the qualities more power capability to impact my life. Instead, in reverse, I'll have the impact of a Christian principled life in my life. Because people are really good at faking integrity. They can look like they're the most wonderful people at church, but in life, you know, they're, throughout Monday through Friday, they act like the world. No, if we go to, uh, which I didn't get you right away, but we go to Romans 2, 20 through 24. <clears throat> it states this, an instructor of, of the foolish, a teacher of children, having the law of embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? So even if we are teaching other people, we're teaching our children, we are supposed to be teaching ourselves just as much. You know, like I've heard growing up and I know like some kids have said, you know, my mom and dad tell me not to do something, but then I see them doing it. And I want you guys that do have kids to think about that a little bit. Are you doing stuff that you're telling kids not to do, but you're doing it anyway and they can see that you're doing it, but you get mad at them when they do it. And then you're expecting them to follow suit of your words, but your actions don't reflect it. And that could be for you, the boss of a group of guys that cuss all a lot and you cuss all a lot, but yet you're telling like your kids at home, you're telling your parents, you know, 
parents, family, whatever. Oh no, like it's really hard to, you know, work here, but yet you tell them at work, Hey, I'm a Christian too. And they're just going to look at you and go, you just sound like us. So how are you different? That's the same concept. How about the friends you hang out with? Remember, like we were just talking about going to Hooters. How many of you go to activities that you know would be displeasing to God, would not be good that your wife knew, or maybe even situations that you place yourself in that you cannot, you, like you don't have to be in them, but you choose to go in them, and yet you ignore it as if, hey, this is normal. This is what I mean. You need to be careful on this. So anyway, continue in verse 21. It says, while you preach against stealing, do you steal? You, you who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who adore idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in law dishonoring ugh, law dishonor god by breaking the law for as written the name of the of god is blasphemed among the gentiles because of you this is all about integrity if you're telling other people i'm a christian and there is rules in which there are plenty and there are plenty of qualifications of what a man's supposed to be, qualifications, what a Christian is supposed to be. And none, and like you're not reflecting any of that. The world is going to say, you know, God's worthless. Look at you. You live a life however you want. You go to church, but man, I would never have known you were a Christian. By the way you act, the way you talk, and the way you treat others. It's, a, it's just an interesting thought. Now we go to James 2. Uh, it's basically 1 through 13. I'm mostly going to focus on 8 through 13 because the top part is just, I want just a narrative, like, an, like a quick blurb. Basically, you know, when a rich man comes in, do you focus on them? And then the poor person that comes in, do you put them to the side because they don't fit the quote unquote part that you want? Like you, you put more emphasis in honoring the rich guy, even though you know that that person, you're, the only reason you're being nice is because they're rich, not because they hold to integrity. When you know the person who had integrity, yeah, it doesn't look expensive, but is poor in appearance, but they walk with the Lord. You see, a lot of times in our way to be men, we kind of flock to people or guys that have it all because we want it all. And then the men who walk in integrity, who walk in truth, who do do what God has asked of them may not appear or look like they have it all, have it all figured out. But yet we'll still chase after the worldly ideals of what we think it should be versus a godly one. But anyway, verse eight says, if you really fulfill the royal law, according to the scriptures, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So it shouldn't matter if they're rich or not. You should love them as God has asked you to. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. So like by the law, he's talking about like the law of Moses, 10 commandments. So he's talking to basically Jews in this case. 
trying to get them understanding. So it doesn't matter because I always told, tell people, you know, mathematically look at 10 commandments, 10 out of 10 is one, one being like 100%, right? So if you, if failing is getting any 10 commandment wrong, that means if you do nine out of the 10 things that you're supposed to do in the 10 commandments, you still fail. And this is kind of what he was kind of talking about, that just because you may look or, you know, follow the laws you say you do, but yet you break one, you're still broken the law. Verse 10 says, for whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one part has become guilty of all of it. This is why the Ten Commandments wasn't designed to keep people to... That they'll be able to hold to all the Ten Commandments. It was to show that they wouldn't be able to. And that's why they needed Jesus. Needed a Savior. Verse 11. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak. And so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is with is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. This is, however, the part out of all of this. As men who have integrity, that as we chase those qualities, we will be able to show mercy on others who fail and struggle. We also be able to reach the lost. We'll we'll have more pity and understanding the importance of telling them about Christ. Because walking with the Lord means we're going to present ourselves as we should before God and to mankind and to other believers that there is someone who, like, you know, I've said to you guys, I don't act differently from here in the podcast. I do on the phone as I do if I were at church, as I do throughout the week. Doesn't mean I don't have weaknesses, doesn't mean I don't fail, doesn't mean I don't sin. However, my integrity, who I am as a person, does not change. I don't act like a different person everywhere else. And so the idea is, if you're struggling, seek out help. If you are needing support and courage, seek out the encouragement from men of integrity, not men of the world, because they're not going to give you a, a perspective that God would be pleasing about. However, we're supposed to strive ourselves, each and every one of us, to be men of integrity. So this week, go through Second Peter 1, 3, 3 through 10, and just get that down. And chase after those perspectives, those qualifications, because there is plenty of people in our church culture that is failing at understanding what it means to have integrity. We are seeing it. We're seeing the change in the church culture. We're seeing in the young people changing. We're seeing even in the older people is changing. We're seeing everywhere because our culture overall is pushing the idea of more moral integrity out the door because they reason it out. 
So let's be more mindful of ourselves. How are we presenting ourselves? Be men of integrity. Let's pray. Dear my Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you just bless it. I ask that you use this to help men to maybe clear some things out of their life, get some junk out of their life that may be uh, holding them from walking the walk as they should. Help them to chase after being men of integrity who want to hold to God moral principles or godly moral principles. They're willing to follow your word, spend time in your word, to know your word. And to not just, just hear it, but take it and live it and walk it and breathe it and pray it and, and be a part of who they are so that they can continue to walk in the light. Thank you for all that you do. And I ask that you would just today change some hearts and minds on how they need to work on themselves. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, have a great week. God bless, and I'll see you next time.